got Coach Derek Sparks. Derek, how are you? Coach, mentor, motivator, author, founder. I mean, Derek, listen, you you have to save some titles for the rest of us. I mean, really, it's it's getting obnoxious here. Hey, man, I, I think I'll need to trade in some of them names, man. <laughs> it gets hard on days. Trust me. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the one title that I did not bring up, that is the most important title is husband, father. Before we get started, how's Azalee doing? How is uh, Cancer versus Coaches? Just let, let's get into that just a little bit. Yep, absolutely. So, um as you know, uh, Zaley was 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 fighting cancer for the last almost three years, and uh, we just came through it and and to the other side. And we're super excited. Um, it's been a long, long road, long journey, as you can imagine. Yeah. And I remember the first time we got together. Uh, uh, I think it's it's been over a year ago. Yeah, maybe a couple now. <laughs> yeah, two COVID. years. Uh, yeah, yep. and I was telling uh, you know her story. And, uh, man, she's been cancer free for a few months now. Um, and just trying to regain her life back, man, you know, you know, those are, the, uh, of course, there's music to our ears when we got the, got the news, but it's going to take her another six, seven to a year to kind of regain her mental capacity and kind of get her yeah. life back. Her hair's growing back. We're happy for her. She's, she's smiling again and, 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 and kind of getting that old, old form back. So we're pleased with that. And of course, don't want to rush her in her process to, you know, figure out what's next. If, if it's going to be college or right away, mm -hmm. or if she's going to, you know, go to maybe a JC to kind of ease into it. Um, but certainly, man, we're happy. And uh, it's been, it's been a tough fight. We definitely, uh, you know, have met a lot of families along the way who also have been touched you know, uh, by, by cancer. And, and, and that's been emotional and eye opening. Um, and, uh, I think that's what ties us all together, man. We, we know folks who are either fighting it themselves as a family or, or know someone, you know, family friend or someone who has passed away from, from cancer. So, um, you know, we are, uh, we're in it. We're still in it, you know, with the cleats versus cancer all-star game and some of the events we've hosted uh, throughout the COVID months have been um, inspiring. I think we've inspired, you know, student athletes to get off the couch and, and uh, do it in a safe manner. And, and so we've been able to, to accomplish that as well. So I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit. You know, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, and and for those that don't know, uh, your daughter was going, uh, had acute lymphobastic uh, uh, leukemia uh, and a long-term uh, struggle. By the way, I still have my claim it ban, okay? Because we're representing always, okay? So this is something that that is always here. I have it on my nightstand um, where I put my cross and not to make this a religious thing, but this is just what I do. You know, I have my little meditation bowl. And, and so I keep certain things next to, uh, you know, together, you know, let, 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 let the harmony, whatever you want to believe in. I, I like putting some harmony together. So I, I keep them grouped in together. And uh, the first time that we got together, Believe it or not, we were at uh, we were broadcasting live out of a bar 
and um, and we got together and we were getting ready for the first uh, coaches versus cancer. And that is a year and a half ago, a little bit, even less than a year and a half ago, which feels like it was 10 years ago. I mean, surrounding the bar, you know, telling great stories, being surrounded by people and then putting on um, the coaches versus uh, cancer. We're there. The stadium is completely full. Um, so many great coaches and athletes participating with guys coming out like Ian Furness and, you know, people that are close to us like Juan Cotto and Dory Bennett and a bunch of other people. And then, you know, fast forward to 2020, you're trying to put on this event again. How different was it this time around? Man, first of all, let's go back a little bit. You know, I, I must say, you know, your show and the whole claimant challenge wearing the, the, the bands uh, uh, kind of was you helped us birth that whole movement, man. <laughs> I got to thank you for that. You know, you did all the hard work. We were just there for the, <laughs> for the ride. I mean, we didn't do anything. So we don't even don't even start. Yeah. there. That's all you. Let me tell you, you know, we had coaches, you know, after leaving your show from all over, over America, wearing the bands, they were inquiring about where you get the bands from. We had whole teams wearing them and, 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 and recording messages, uh, at the time, uh, at Washington state, when, uh, coach Leach was there. Gardner Minshew. Minshew shot yeah. a video for her. That was awesome. And, you know, call that was me. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was so awesome. And, and I have to say that to your point, those positive vibes and, and, and that meditation mm. on the fact that, Hey, I'm wearing this for, for a young lady that's sick. Mm. I think, I think that was a difference, honestly. I, I think, yeah, of course, you know, she had that inter internal fortitude to fight, but man, on those days when she could, look at her phone. Cause I would forward her all the messages and beautiful and, and read a letter or, or read a message from Twitter. Mm -hmm. It just made her, it, it made her grow, it made her smile. And so we were extremely blessed to have the community rally around us. And, and that's why we started the whole cleats versus cancer. And in turn, we wanted to rally around other, other families that are going through the same um, situation in, in their battle with mm -hmm. cancer. And so, so I, I think I think you know, oftentimes things happens to us, and we say, "Why, why me? Why us?" Right, and and not knowing that God has something in it that 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 you're probably not focused on at that point, you know, and you you end up getting to that why, and that's kind of how we got to our why, and then why we started the the whole cleats versus cancer uh, game, and and, and 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 you know, you remember I started it. And it was like we had two months to put the thing on. <laughs> People's like, Derek is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know how you gonna get the word out and put and host the game at first, especially at first annual, right? And but with God's, you know, you know, grace, you know, answering the call, you know, we could have easily said, "Oh, let's do it next year," but sometimes God puts stuff on us, man. And if we just answer, pick up the phone and answer the call. You know, he, he'll order our footstep and put people in our lives to 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 help us along. And and that's exactly what happened. And then year two, uh, we had a double header because we had so many you know, student athletes who got uh, nominated. How could you say no? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we end up doing two football games. And so and then fast forward, you know, obviously COVID happens. And it just decimate everything and everything's halted and, and there's no football and there's 
kids are sitting on the couch and, and we're all quarantined and, and, and then, you know, we were worried that, Hey, we, we're not going to play a game this year because we can't, you know? So, so, you know, the emergence around trying to figure out how to still do something positive for the community, man, we ended up uh, putting on four consecutive mini camps you know, just short t-shirt and, and had college coaches come. We started in August, September, and October. Uh, we put on four. We we saw 650 plus uh, student athletes from Oregon, Washington, and, and Idaho. And man, what a blessing. What a blessing. And so this is just looking for another opportunity to give kids hope uh, in the midst of a pandemic, you know. And again, you know, I think God, things happen and God, God, we have a calling on our life to do something and react. And, and so that's how we, we, you know, we, 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 we got to work and we, we said, Hey, let's go do something positive. And so we're very pleased with the outcome. Obviously we did not play the game in December just because, you know, we couldn't. Yeah, in 2020. <laughs> Yeah, 2020. I mean, yeah. it, it, that's 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 going to be the phrase that we can just utter for anything and everything. Yeah. Why didn't the dishes get done? Uh, 2020, you know, like uh, they, they cut the grass. 2020 didn't have an all star game. 2020, you yeah, know, it, yeah. it's just uh, it's been some kind of crazy, uh, uh, you know, rally kind, uh, you know, a rally cry in its own kind of way. You know, it's just uh, yeah. it's us just yeah. trying to find ways to deal. Right. And that's what we do as people. We're just trying to find ways to deal and, you know, make light of certain things in order to forge forward. Going back to your point, you know, we were at the backyard uh, a bar. Uh, we were um, live after Monday night football game. And this was October. And you put this game on in December, the first year. And we were all like, yeah, right. Let's do it. I mean, in back of our heads, we're like, oh, man, he's it's going to take a like, I'm just like, OK, how's this going to happen? You coaches and players and, you know, sponsors and and, and dates and you're, you're doing it over the holiday break. Are there people going to be around? It's It was right after Christmas. I was like, there's just yeah. too many moving parts. I mean, this is happening tomorrow, pretty much. And yes. sure enough, we show up there and and it, it was a rough weather day, too. I mean, it uh, was, it was pouring. It was raining. But the fact that so many people came out, you know, so many communities showed up. It's just yeah. one of those things you just kind of walk away from and you're like, this is this is great. This is the part of the, the 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 side of humanity that we we need to talk about because, especially over the last year or the last four years, with where there's politics, communities, we've seen uh, so much division that these are things that we have to highlight because it's so important to show that we're more alike and we're more together than diverse than separate. Yeah. So doing things like this is a you know testament to you and the people that put it on. And we're just thankful yeah. that things like this happens. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, a lot of folks came out, you know, we had University of Washington players, former players, Damon Ewer, Mario Bailey, you know, guys that I played ball with, Robbie Tobeck, you know, that own, owns a Griffin McLean insurance help underwrite. Yep. The insurance for the game. You had Seahawks donated some some memorabilia, and, and, and you know Mario's new new role there 
in the front office and he, he was gracious and, and that's what you love about it, man. As you see people just get together, man, and really rally around one another. And, um, and that's what, that's what, you know, that's what God wants us to do, man. He, he was smiling on us like, yep, you know, rain, rain or snow, we're still going to do this, man. And so, um, that's, that's what I try to carry through the tumultuous year we've had with politics is like, man, if we could just get together yeah. and I yeah. think we've lost our way, love on loving on each other. And we don't always have to agree, you know, but, but at the end of the day, we we're neighbors, yeah. you know, we're neighbors, we're in the same communities. Our kids are going to the same schools, you know, we have a little we respect. To live together. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen, if Cougars and Huskies could get on the same field, for a great cause and anything can happen, right? When we talk about a Mario Bailey and a Derek Sparks and, and everybody else from the great rivalry, which we missed this year from the Apple Cup, um, you know, it's just uh, that that's just a surreal kind of moment there, just uh, realizing that there wasn't a game. Speaking of games, you're finally playing. What is it? I got it here somewhere. 448 days from your last football game the last time you went through a stretch like that was when there wasn't a game uh during world war ii saturday you're back on the field first off what does that mean man i, I think put put my feelings aside man it's good for for the psyche of our of our players you know they've been through it man i can't imagine you know, coming up and, and playing in, 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 in 2020 and, and what that would have been like, kind of the mental capacity that you have to have to to endure that. You know what I mean? So the fact that we're we're suited up, getting ready to go and take a bus ride across town to play the loggers and and, and our guys are, are excited, man. That just I mean, what can you say? I mean, they're excited. Um, they recognize the opportunity. They they know that it's not promised. You know, they know that any we can get a phone call tonight that, hey, they're shutting it down because somebody, you know, there's a breakout, you know. So so I think I think, you know, I always say, look at the good, look at the bad, the gift and the curse. Like folks are walking away more appreciative of the opportunity to play the game of football because it's, it was taken away. You know, and so I think now you reapproach it and you say, wow, like this is this is I get to do this mm. like this is, you know, I get another shot at the title, you know. And so uh, even what I've seen your players who. You know, the NC2A, you know, grandfathered in, you know, they'll have an extra year to play, you know, even that's a, awesome, you know, so so they won't totally lose it. So they'll get an extra year, so to speak. Um, but hey just to see them out there and running around and, and like kids, like, you know, when you're a young boy growing up, you know, happy and, 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 and joyous and join the game, you know, I, I think that's what it's about. And I, I think that's kind of what they've taken out of it. You know, it's like, man, this, you know, it could be taken away, you know? And so we're excited. Um, they've worked extremely hard. We've had three weeks of, of camp, you know, kind of reinserting ourselves, getting back to the basics and uh, going through our install as an offense, as a defense, special teams. And, and we're excited, man, to to get out there. We got a 12 o'clock kickoff and just to see them run around. It's going to be a little different, I must say, though, because you don't have any fans in this. No stadium. fans, but you know? but but people can watch it 
uh, uh, live streaming, right? So anybody that wants to watch the game can watch it live stream and that the kickoff is at noon. Uh, I want to go to back to something that you just touched upon. Um, You can't imagine if you were this age group. I have a 21 year old son um, and the way he is carefully trying to live his life. Um, And I have friends that have kids and this overall is just such a difficult time. And I know that the lack of young people getting sick and getting getting really sick from COVID um, is at a minimum. But there's still a mental health aspect that, if anything, that's affecting them more than the COVID, you know, uh, the the COVID virus itself. Put yourself in these shoes for the last year at this age group that you coach and how difficult is it for these kids? And what stories have you heard from them that you, that makes you kind of shake your head saying, wow, this is a really difficult situation for them. Yeah. I, I think, you know, just the, the mental, the mental health of, of the, of each, you know, person that's playing, each young man is playing, you know, we recognize that it's real, you know, it's like, you know, kids are, you know, uh, either they're tapping out saying, hey, I can't do this or, or they're struggling academically or they're struggling being, you know, in one place confined to their house and can't leave. And and, and the toll it took on on the, the mental aspect and the mental psyche of, of the game kind of um, that became real. Like we were hearing real stories that, hey, someone's depressed, you know, and, and hey, we need to call and love on, on our guys. We need to call and love on, you know, you know, folks who are, are going through it. And so I think that's kind of what we got out of it is like we have to make a concerted effort to go the extra step that uh, and let's face it, it was new territory for all of us. Right. <laughs> you know, the new normal is what they're saying, you know. And so but, yeah, we, we've had we've had some student athletes that decided that they're going to take, you know, this time off and, and then come back in the fall. You know, but that's not uncommon to a lot of the programs um, and, and, and football programs or athletic programs, period, where, you know, folks are taking a gap year saying, man, I can't mm. I can't do homework. I can't do my the things that I'm required to do from from, you know, four walls of my my home. So so we saw that. And, and, and of course, that affects you as a program, because now you don't have one hundred and twelve you know, you got, you got a, a lot fewer than that. And so you still have to, to move forward. So, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, and I'm still working with the high school at the high school level uh, as an administrator. And so same thing, we're hearing that, you know, our, our kids are really struggling. They're really struggling. And then, and then you're saying things that they're getting into, you know, some of the mischief that happens when, you know, mom's at work and you're confined at home. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and I heard the numbers have skyrocketed from even suicide, you know, and, and so um, I think a lot of that, those things come into play. Um, and we're just trying to figure out how to help, how to help kids navigate it. If we can get them some additional support, uh, someone to talk to, a counselor, um, those kind of things. We're trying to be creative and then academic support, just making sure that you know, they, they have office hours where they can still get on Zoom and, and meet with their teachers and get extra help that they would normally get if they're at school. Right. And so it's been an adjustment. I think it's been an adjustment for the teachers, for the coaches, 
for everyone in education because now you're teaching from a computer and, and, and how tough that is not to have the human element of the human contact, right? So, um, so yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been a hard road. Getting ready for this upcoming season throughout all of this, um, you're, you're doing more. The coaching staff and administrators are doing a whole lot more than just X's and O's. And a lot of that, or some of that has to do with uh, COVID testing. Can you just talk about at your school, um, the extra that everyone has to do in order to try to put a season together, whether it's, you know, the, the COVID testing and everything else that that's kind of gone onto this, into this, that people just don't realize, you know, if they're just looking at a football game saying, Oh, coaches is getting ready for football game, trying to keep the kids safe. Really. It's been a lot more than just that. Yeah. And we have a, you know, a COVID uh, personnel that's in charge of all that, but I, what I can't, say about it is that it just depends on where you are now your bigger programs your your division one programs who have the resources to test their guys every single day can you imagine (laughs) how expensive that is you know and you trickle that down the d2 and programs who are just hanging on year to year to to have a program and now you throw this other element of testing it's like wait a minute we we can't afford we can't afford that you know, we might have to close our doors as a program. And yeah. so I, I think you see some of the fallout. Um, and if you look across America, how many, you know, small colleges have closed their doors to football because it's just, you know, you don't plan. You didn't have that plan in your budget. Right. And so and I think at Peel, at Pacific Lutheran University, where I'm at, they've done a great job of 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 testing players i know coaches get tested every week um and 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 they've been really creative in how to accomplish that um you know rallying and partnering with the community you know and 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 stuff like that so you know we've been able to figure it out but there was no blueprint i can tell you that um and then the other thing too is the leadership you know making sure your players understand how important it is to not congregate how important it is to to quarantine and stay in your dorm room when in times when you're supposed to. And, and, and even though you have that inkling that you want to go go across campus and, and hang out at a, at a at a party or somebody who's doing something that you know is not right, it's just making sure that you think of your team and your teammates. Um, so I know uh, we, we've done extremely well. We had minimal cases. We are very pleased as a coaching staff that our guys really bought into the fact that because we love the game so much, we're going to do our part, you know, and, and Coach Brent McAdams, he he does a great job, you know, even when we're on the field before practice, hey, you know, we're 1-0 against COVID. Hey, we're 2-0 against COVID. <laughs> we're 5-0 against COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so just I love continue, it. Yeah, to ingrain that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So. So yeah, keep, been, you got to keep that championship mentality. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I love it. And then, you know, in my position meeting, you know, what I tell, you know, the running backs is, hey, you know, the game we play in this week is imagine as I have them close their eyes. Imagine this, that you work for three weeks. And this may be the only football game you are going to play. Because yeah. you're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised another game. So, so grab a hold of that, marinate on that, you know, uh, tonight, 
you know, as you sleep and getting ready to rock and roll and get on the bus at nine o'clock in the morning, that that when you hit that field, this may be the only time. And so I, our mantra is to bring the fuel. Hey, you better bring the fuel because this may be the last time this season. So, so I think just keeping them motivated and have them understand that the climate that we're in, there is no guarantees, you know, and the emergence around being your best self, you know, taking the opportunity serious, all those things that coaches talk about, you know, I, I think we got our guys dialed in when it comes to, you know, being undefeated, uh, you know, against COVID and, and uh, hey, able to play a game because there's some programs that are shut down, didn't even get out of football camp because they, you know, they had an outbreak. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a great point that you're making as far as, um, and, and I love the message, right, that this might be it. You know, we have X amount of games scheduled, but the reality is if we could play one game, that might that might be all that you play this year because you have no idea what's going to happen. There's so many different things happening with this COVID variants and so on and so forth. You're playing Puget Sound, their first game of the season with you guys, and they are doing senior night, senior day, whatever you want to call it, for the same reason. They have no idea if they will be a week two. So when you see something like that, that just it really kind of reiterates what you're saying to say, hey, look, they recognize that this might be it. So go out there, ball out and really enjoy today and not worry about tomorrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and when you see, you know, players play with joy, because I think sometimes we forget about that. This is just a football. It's just a game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah, there's pressure. And, and yeah, you know, the, the number two guys trying to you know, take the number one guy's job and the number three guys trying to underseat the, the second guy, you know, all of that, that stuff. Right. But, but what I've seen is guys really having fun again, coaches really having fun again, you know, and I, and I know even a few months ago when we put on the, the, the cleats versus cancer mini camps, of course, we're supported by all of the, the, the high school coaches who come out and volunteer and coach in those, those uh, events. And man, they were so jacked up to be mm. back on the football field. And it was so cool because they were running around like kids, you know, and they had an energy that I hadn't seen before in, in, in certain guys, right? And and so it was really, it was really refreshing, to, you know. And, and sometimes, you know, that's what happens in life, man. God takes something away from you and you look around like, man, this doesn't feel good, you know? And 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 so if you have that another opportunity to regain what you lost you have a different respect for it, you know? And so, um, you know, that's how I'm, I'm approaching it and, you know, staying prayed up that, that, uh, it'll all go right for, for these young men and also the high school kids, especially here in the state of Washington and Oregon who hadn't had an opportunity to play yet when other, other states are wide open and they're playing football. So, you know, I'm very hopeful that they'll get a season, those, those head coaches and, are, are, are doing what we're doing. They're trying to follow the protocol, trying to be in their small, you know, groups and quads to to give themselves an opportunity to, to sustain a season because all it takes is just one one school that can't play a game and now you got a bye week and then that could snowball to the next game. And so, yeah. uh, so we're just going to stay, you know, hopeful and prayerful that it'll all work out. What were your thoughts on um, 
on D1 football this year. You know, they, they started up and obviously there were some hiccups along the way and they, they found a way to get to the finish line. Uh, just, just in general, what were your thoughts when you looked at the college football season that they had? Hey, you know, I've always, you know, said that, hey, if we could figure out how to do it, I think you should do it. But doing it in a safe manner, um, and and I know there were outbreaks, and 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 you know certain programs had to close it down for a game, and and then resurface and play the next game, and and it makes it hard because if you're the opponent playing that team and you're ready to go, now you got to go and hustle up another game if there's one available, and so you know I, I think you know University of Washington went through that. Uh, you know, where they had a cancellation, they had to go find a game. So uh, I thought I thought it was a little different because there is no fans primarily in the stadium. That yeah. looked a little that looked a little weird and felt different, but it also got us kind of ready. It's like, okay, here's a snapshot yeah. of what it's gonna be like. And then we took those best practices from those the big time programs and said, okay, that's how you do it, you know. Um, you know that's a good point. Yeah. And so I, I think someone had to do it and <laughs> be the guinea pig. And, and so, uh, but yeah, I, I would say I would vote all day if, if you can do it and do it safely and, and no one get, you know, sick or, 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 you know, God forbid, lose their life over it, then, then it would be worth doing. As a former Cougar um, running back at Washington State, oh, by the way, I've got a, a, a copy of your Lessons of the Game. So for uh, any fans out there, please uh, get this book and read it. It's absolutely incredible. Um, obviously, it's mirrored, but it's the Lessons of the Game. I got my signed copy there. Uh, you can't have mine, but you can go and get yours because this one's mine. Um, did you think that the Pac-12 missed an opportunity um, either by starting too late or, you know, the fact that they started at all? Did, do you felt like they were, they were just kind of stuck in the middle and really didn't have the season that you would think that that conference could have produced? I think so. I, th I think some of the fallout, I think we're starting to see it now because I, didn't the commissioner uh, retire? And he's stepping down uh, officially stepping down. in June. So Larry Scott is finally uh, stepping down. There's been a, a lot of people calling for his uh, for his job for a long time for okay. a, a slew of reasons. Right. A yeah. slew of reasons, especially with with the lack of notoriety that the Pac-12 has been getting, right? They, they don't have really a TV deal. And, uh, you know, so anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the state of the Pac-12 is going to be in the future. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think some of that could be the COVID situation too and starting late. Um, hey, let's face it. If you're a, if you're a football coach, you're, you're going to want to play football. So I, I can guarantee you that there, there wasn't a lot of coaches that were pulling back. But when you when you're at, you you got to hurry up and wait you know, on the leadership to tell you when you can go. Mm. So I think there I think you know there's some missed opportunity there starting late, you know. But at the same time, it's like okay, you know who who's who are you following? Are you following the science? Are you following the folks that are telling you you know that it is not a good idea? You know, so it really just depends on who the leadership is and 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 what they believe in, and so. Some people follow the science and say, hey, we're absolutely not going to to suit up uh, in our conference. And, and some people said, hey, 
you know, we're, we're going to move forward. So uh, it really depends on the ideology of the leadership and what they believe in. But I think if you're just talking straight football, yeah, I think it was a missed opportunity. And and, uh, and maybe some of that, that's a fallout where we're going to have a new commissioner here soon. Derek Sparks, former Garfield High School football coach. He was coach of the year in, in 2014. What would have been a more difficult job for you? The job that you just are going through right now, 2020, 2021, at Pacific Lutheran, or if you were in the public schools at Garfield High School trying to manage this this COVID uh, pandemic and trying to get ready for a spring season? Man, I, I think I, I, w- I would definitely say without a doubt, being at Pacific Lutheran is, is, is a lot more seamless. And high school, I take my hat off to the high school coaches because there's so much uncertainty and, you know, when you don't have any power to make any decisions and, and all you know is, you know, you're just waiting on the word and when you can do anything, you know, which is some of, some of my friends who are high school coaches, you know, when I check in with them, they're just like, yeah, we're just waiting, mm-hmm. you know, we're just waiting. And then you don't have the same touch points that you have with your student athletes either you know because now you're homeschool you don't get to see your kids yeah. a part of being a high school coach is you're seeing your guys every day they're in the you know you're in the building mm-hmm. you see know, them in the hallway you see them in the hallway because most head coaches are are educators so you got those touch points with with your guys and you're able to help keep them accountable and keep them motivated regardless of what's going on in their life so i just know that man high school's and coaching staffs are having it rough <laughs> trying to get this thing off the ground and, and do it successfully when you don't know if your district is going to play or not. And I know that's been a lot of the conversations like, Hey, I, I don't know if we're going to have a season. And then your responsibility to your players as the, as the leader that they look to was like, okay, how do you keep them motivated in the meantime? How do you keep them coming to workouts when, you have to social distance and you got pods of five, you know, it's all, it's, it was all different. What we knew we had to throw away and we had to insert a new way of life, so to speak, with regard to how we play the game of football. So, you know, high school guys are figuring it out because they love the game so much, you know, they, they, they've been figuring it out, but, but I would definitely not want to be a high school coach trying to navigate COVID and being in charge of a football team, that is just a, a, a mountain to climb. <laughs> it, it is. And let's uh, let's assume that a season at least starts, right? Because you're in the same boat, right? You're, you're about to start your season, but you're going to take it one day at a time, one game at a time. Let's say a, a season starts for the high school, the WAIA, and uh, they, they get ready for this season. How difficult is it on these coaching staffs? And we know, you know, the, the, the top programs, whether it's an O'Day, Eastside Catholic, whatever, they, they have people in place. They have some cash. They, there's certain things that kind of go in place, Bellevue, so on and so forth. But for, you know, the smaller schools, the, the schools that are having trouble turning out these numbers that have um, very, you know, little, you know, little amount of coaches that can help with these kids and have those expectations to coach them, manage them, and also 
um, whatever COVID testing, how they apply that, where they get funding. I mean, that difficult situation all around. First off, what are your thoughts on that? And if it's so daunting, should there be a season to play? I would say just for the psyche of the, the, the actual players, I would say if you can play, play, because the mental health of these players are, are you know, if you're going to center the kid, you center our youth and their, their mental health and their well-being, I would say you definitely want to play if you can. Um, and so I, I would always, that would be my vote. Um, but again, how do you do that? How do you, you know, mm. testing? Well, the district's not paying for testing. I can tell you that because it's too expensive. So, you know, so, so families are on their own primarily to get tested. And, and, and then, you know, you have to, you know, you're tracking everything that you do. If someone gets sick, okay, you have to track that. And then, okay, who were you with? And, and, and then were you with teammates or were you wow. with your family members? It, 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 wow. it is just multi-layered. It's multi-layered. And so uh, I don't know if I answered the question. But, no, it's a, it's a tough uh, question. You, you are answering it because that, that's the, that's the yeah. problem with all of this is that, you know, we want the kids to play. We want the coaches to coach. But there's so many other elements that may not be supported, right? You know, so, you know, whether if you're University of Washington, you're going to have a support. COVID is going to be in place. There's going to be systems. But if you're leaving it to every coach and every program, now it becomes something that's really daunting. And it's just it brings the question. Besides football, is this the right thing to do? Yeah, and I think to your point about resources, obviously the the schools who, the modern days and the Boscos and the the, the East Side Catholics have things in place where it's more sustainable. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's still going to be tough. I don't care how many resources you have. You if you're going to have an outbreak, you're going to have an outbreak. You know, and, and and then you have to contact trace that, and then your whole roster can change. You know, and and so I think you know, put myself back in the, the high school um, coaches scenario. It's like, okay, kids aren't even playing because they're like, mom and dad said, I got to take the year. I'm not going to play my junior season. I'm not going to, you know, or, 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 you know, even, even with COVID has thrown things out of the, the recruiting process where kids aren't even playing their senior year. They're like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to take my scholarship and run. I'm not going to even play in the spring, you know? And so there's a lot of different moving parts. Um, but I, at the end of the day, resources are great. And, and, and definitely uh, if you have them, you have a little bit of an, an advantage, but at the end of the day, it's still hard for, you know, schools like, you know, Kentwood where Mike Bush is at one of my good friends, you know, the resources aren't the same, you know, families are just hanging on trying to figure out if, if mom is going to be furloughed and, mm. and then that trickles down to, yeah. you know, dad's going to be furloughed. And then, you know, can we play, can we pay the Wi-Fi bill just so I can get online to do my homework or do I need to go up to, 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 to someplace where I can log on and get, you, you, there's all that's, that's real talk. That's real talk right there. Yes, man. So, so it, it's hard. It's hard. So, 
Um, if if we can come out of this and have a season, you know, that's going to be phenomenal for the state of Washington because the kids need it, the adults need it, these coaches need it, <laughs> you know, and 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 then recruiting wise, how many of these players needed a senior season to cement their body of work to have an opportunity to play college ball. You know, that in itself is 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 hard to get your get your head around that, you know, because scholarships are dried up. They're pretty much given out most of them. Some coaches maybe have hang on to a couple here or there to recruit a kid, but you know, the kids pay for it, you know, and and, and that's hard. That's hard, you know, not knowing if you would have had a regular season as a as a senior, would it what would it uh, look like, you know, if you didn't have COVID? So, um, but all we can do is pray for them, love them up, you know, pick up the phone for them, make phone calls to coaches, mm -hmm. which I do a lot of. Kids don't have to necessarily come to PLU. You know, I've got relationships with, you know, with kids and, and hey, coach, we, do you know anybody at Central? Do you know anyone at Eastern? Can you call over and talk to Rolo at Washington State? You know, walk on type kids like, you know, we, we're doing all of that stuff because we believe in, in, in our youth and we believe in their talent level. And, and we feel like, you know, we supposed to be uh, leading that that effort. So. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's a lot, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was going to ask you that. And, and you know, you uh, you had the perfect segue and, and I wanted to bring up the recruiting because, you know, we're seeing colleges kind of getting a, Hey, don't worry about it. You know, we're going to give you another year, but that doesn't work in high school. And you're going to have kids that, you know, if they didn't have tape on them early, you're not going to have tape on them. And we know there are athletes out there that they walk in day one and you go, all right, man, this kid is good. But you've got other kids that really the between uh, maturing and their bodies changing and putting on 40 pounds between their gene, junior and senior year, they're different athletes. There's a different commitment that you get a, a kid on your JV team that's just kind of going through the motion. All of a sudden, he's like, this is what I want to do. And now he's really he's, he's you know, he's in the he's in the weight room. He's you know, he's working out. He studied the playbook and he's ready to go. But there's no film on them. What happens to these kids that you're just not going to have film on? And if they don't play this year, we've got two seasons pretty much that you don't have much film on. And yeah. especially this past season, you know. So, um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, my, my we call those the late bloomers. The late bloomers. The late bloomers. Yeah. I had two good friends of mine, Chris, Chris and Ray Jackson, basketball stars. They didn't decide till they were seniors. They, they were going to play the game of football. And so, you know, and they ended up putting, going and playing on football scholarships, you know. So kids wait. Kids don't develop like, you know, maybe they, whatever the case may be, didn't have an interest. And they become a late bloomer. So what happened to them? You know, kids don't get recruited flat out like kids are late to the party and especially with COVID now it's like kids aren't getting the same looks and the same yep. scholarship it's so competitive now especially with the social media you know the whole the game has changed a lot you know um you know it used to be where you had to really put in the work to get being all American now you can throw some highlights up on Twitter 
and get a bunch of likes and all of a sudden you're you're a parade all american you yeah know? So it's a little different uh they need social media managers social media managers absolutely so um so yeah i i really back to 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 the point of the kids pay for it it's going to cost the kids because they didn't get the same opportunity that they would have gotten had there been a normal season and so what do they, what does a senior do? Well, you're not going to tell them to come back and be a super senior. That'd be silly, especially no. if they had all their credits and they're ready to rock and roll. They're going to come back for what? No, they're, I mean, they're done. They graduated. They're done. Yeah, they graduate. So what do you do? Do you do you take a do you go to junior college for a, a couple of years and kind of resurface? Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, that roadmap would be different from player to player, family to family, depending on resources, depending on. Was that family expecting a full athletic scholarship yeah. or partial wow. scholarship? Yeah. So there's a lot of different layers to it. Um, you know, and, and even the community college JC route, that's a hard road. That's a hard road, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you're you're in a system where you're on your own and mom and dad's not there and and it's a little bit more loose, you know, you can come to practice and not come to practice, you know. <laughs> You know, it's it's not like you're at some division one school or, you know, uh, it's harder when you go to JC route. Um, but I, I, I think that's just dependent on the situation of each player. It's always going to be different. Um, but the kids ultimately will pay for it. They're going to they're going to lose opportunities, you know, and that's the sad thing about it. Do you think with um, with the lack of recruiting for some of these players, and now what we're seeing is the transfer portal, right? This is the big terminology now that we're hearing in college football because I believe there's over 3,000 student athletes now in the transfer portal, which is mind-boggling because where are they all going to go? So now you have all these kids in the transfer portal. You have uh, whoever's been recruited, and then you have kids that didn't have any eyes on whether it was just their senior year. Um, do you think there'll be an uptick maybe in like whether it's D2 or D3 schools where they're going to there'll be a trickle down because, you know, they that might be the only place for them to really kind of get looked at? It should it, it should be. I mean, you know, I, I think the miseducation of the portal is kids just think they can opt out and, and, and the grass is greener. Mm. Well, you opt out and it ain't no grass because no one's recruiting you now. And it's like, well, I thought. That since I was at this, you know, insert school name, yeah. now I, you know, it doesn't work that way, you know. And so I think, you know, I, I think that's part of the adult's fault, man, creating those 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 false, you know, realities for kids. You know, it's like you can't. Of course, kids are going to opt out. You know, that's, you know, this generation and, and dealing with, with kids all the time and, and trying to mentor them and telling them state a course on things that they've committed to and they just don't they just like nope i'm gonna opt out i'm gonna go do this other thing and that's what the portal is is like kids get uncomfortable kids are in a situation where they truly have to compete compete yeah you know or they recruit another guy in that same position and, and they get a little nervous that they're gonna have to work hard take it personally like, yeah they take it personally like, yeah i'm just i'm going i'm enter into the portal i'm gonna opt out and then they're in a, they opt out and they're in there with 3000 other dudes who are looking for that one scholarship. You do the math, yeah. <laughs> you know, who's talking to these, to these players, you know, and I've had, 
you know, situations where guys, you know, enter the portal and then they end up staying where they're at because they're like, hey, I might as well stay here because I'm going to end up in the same situation, you know. And and so um, and then on the flip side of the coin, it's been a couple guys that they do find a, a different situation that ends up working out for them. And so that's where the confusion comes in, you know. So, um, but I would say before you enter the portal, make sure you have a solid school that likes you as an athlete, that you have a direct line to where you can go and be successful. Otherwise, you're just going to be sitting there. (laughs) It's going to be a fascinating uh, you know, year or years to come, because one of the problems also we've talked about leadership is the lack of leadership at the NCAA where they haven't set anything in place. And, you know, whether it, the transfer portal is just for this year or is it going to be a one time thing or what? So when you have all of these different elements that are playing a part and, and no one really knows what's going to happen down the road, it just adds a little bit more to the chaos. So there needs to be certain rules and certain things in place so everybody can look and say, okay, now we know what's what's going to happen or what's not going to happen. I, I think it's going to be absolutely fascinating. You're going to have some athletes that deserve to be on a football field and, and might not have an opportunity to play because they just didn't play their cards right. Yeah, or they are they're going to go to a, a D two school or you know smaller situation and. And, and end up paying for school, end up taking out loans and, and paying for school, or they're going to end up walking on yep. to, to somewhere and they're going to be, they're going to have to now earn. And that's a, that's the tragedy behind it. It's like, you're just on full athletic scholarship. Now you went to the portal. Now you don't have anything. So it's like, you know, yep. that, that would be a difficult thing to put yourself in. And so hopefully they can, uh, coaches, at any at any level can educate our, our 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 youth about what that really means to put yourself in that situation and like the nc2a always does oh it's going to change <laughs> yeah it's, it's just a matter of when you know it's just a matter of when it'll change it'll change for what for whatever reason most times it's economics is the reason why things change with those guys so if you were a high school coach or a parent of a high school kid that you think um, could perform at the next level and there's very little to no tape, what advice would you give that student athlete? You said a high school student, a high school student that that's trying to find a college. And because, you know, they just there's just not enough tape or no tape, if, especially if they don't play this year and they're, you know, they're ready to graduate and ready to kind of move on. And, you know, they they think that they have the potential skills um, to play at the next level, but didn't get enough people looking at them or they just like you said, late bloomers. You know, what advice yeah. would you give to them saying, OK, you know, did, you didn't this is not the norm. So this is your best route to kind of get looked at. Yeah. I mean, we, we've had that thing. A couple of those situations happen already. It depends on the athlete. Like I'll give you an example. Reed Shumpert. He's a receiver at Kennedy Catholic. I know his dad. Uh, we're both Cougs. All right. Reed kind of is one of those athletes. It's kind of ran out of time, mm. you know, uh, great receiver. I like him as a receiver. I shoot. I, I wish he could come play for the loops actually, but 
a kid like that who's around other D1 athletes and, and, and play with other D1 athletes, you know, it's hard to tell a kid like that, that you're not a D1, you're not D1 material, right? And if you look at his body of work, it's like, man, that, that he's, he's, a, he's a great, he's a great, he's a great receiver. So what he's doing is he's saying, hey, I'm going to go to Washington State, I'm going to pay my way, and I'm going to walk on to the football team. All right. And, and, and Coach Rollo said, yeah, we'll offer you a preferred walk on. And we'll, you know, obviously we'll see how things go. Now, that could be a situation where that kid works himself into a scholarship year two or three because he ends up blooming and or ends up, you know, getting what it maybe he's supposed to have gotten in high school, but just ran out of time, you know. Um, and so that's an instance right there. There, you know, it just depends on the talent level. Okay. Maybe he's not a D1 athlete and he's a D2 athlete and no scholarship came in. You know, what do you do? Well, you go JC route or you go and what's your top five schools? Okay. Pick the school where you see yourself at. Call the head coach. Say, hey, I'm 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 Joe Smo. And I want to, I think I can play for, for you. You know, I kind of ran out of time. I don't have a lot of film. Can I walk on? And man, get some traction, right? Get some traction. If you're on campus and you're a baller and, 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 and coach knows you there, I would be willing to bet that he'd give you an opportunity. You know, now you can't be, you know, undersized, you know, linebacker saying I'm going to University of Washington. Yeah, it's not going to work out for you. You know, what, five nine one seventy. That's not going to do it. Now, that's not going to cut it. All you right. got to be realistic with. And so I. So you would have to evaluate the kid. Uh, one size doesn't fit all. Hmm. You'd have to evaluate the kid and say, "Here's where I see you," but in turn, where do you see yourself? Now, is that realistic or not? And then, and then I would advise them from there. And then, obviously, making contact with the school. And the head coach saying, hey, here's a phenomenal talent that would excel at your level. What's your thoughts, coach? And he'll tell you, yeah, we'd love him to, to walk on. Or, or ah, no, nah, we, we got enough quarterbacks. He should go to, to another school. You know, we got enough running backs. He should go to another school. So then I tell the kid, hey, what's your number two school? They're full, you know. And so, so that it, it takes time. It takes time to pull those layers back and figure out what's going to be a, a good fit. I've got a lot of things to ask you, but I know we're uh, we're getting a little short on time, and I, I'm I'm really thankful for all the time that you've given me already. Um, we're just we're just gonna play a little wordplay here, okay? We'll, yeah. we'll we'll kind of wrap it up, all right? So uh, okay. I'm I'm gonna say a word, and you tell me what you think, all right? Uh, Washington State Cougars. Great experience. Twenty twenty. Gift and a curse. Cancer. Need a cure. 2021. The lights are bright. Just run, baby. (laughs) Spoken like a true running back that you are, Derek. 
Listen, I want to wish you guys the best of luck. I, I hope that you find a way to get through the season, but more importantly, that that the kids just have a good time that are student athletes. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, by the time we get to the fall, that we have some normality, that uh, our kids can can stay focused and, and realize that this is a this is going to be a temporary setback, that this might be the new norm, but we're going to figure out a way to normalize this new norm and uh and move forward and um and good mental health to everyone and uh we're rooting for everybody so derek thanks thanks a lot for your time man i appreciate you having me on will as always uh appreciate what you're doing man it's good for the community it's good for for everybody to be able to have an outlet right outlet with information so uh thanks for having me man give our best to the family we're always going to claim it baby we're claiming. always claiming it, all right? So we can keep that positivity going. I appreciate you. Take care of yourself, Derek. You too, gosh. All right, bye-bye.